Hello, hello. How are you? I'm doing well, Baba. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well too. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wanted. I wanted to just get a bit of an update from you. Um, yeah. Everyone that's here today, I, you know, I'm going to be showing this interview on Sunday, but I'm going to sort of talk as if we're we're there on Sunday and. Um, we were all uh, anticipating you being with us, but I'm glad we could work this out. But why don't you provide a little bit of an update on how you're doing, what's going on with your family, and of course, how we can be praying for you guys. Uh, Baba, actually, I'm, uh, as, as you know, we're, uh, we're right now uh, in the middle of a special, uh, you know, uh, special period in our life as a family where uh, uh, Rula, Rula's mom, she's uh, in a critical situation. Uh, she's in the hospital maybe a couple of days ago. And the doctors, uh, they said that, uh, you know, she's uh, facing a serious, uh, uh, you know, uh, matter with the cancer stage four that she has. Okay. And yeah. uh, it's a matter of hours or days, uh, mm. the doctor is saying. Uh, but again, uh, you know, we're waiting on the Lord, praying uh, as a family for her. Her name is Soraya. And uh, right now she's in somehow in a coma mode, uh, Matt. Uh, uh, but uh, by God's grace, God's giving us, you know, uh, special wisdom how to, you know, talk with the family, uh, Rola, myself. It's not easy on Rola, but mm -hmm. by God's grace as well. We're encouraging each other, encouraging the kids, um, and at the same time, praying that during this time that God will you know, his wisdom to, uh, to honor his name and to help the family to uh, somehow uh, navigate it uh, in, in a healthy way. So this is, uh, this is what's going on. Add to that what's going on in Lebanon, all those protesters down the streets right now, chaos everywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, we're praying because we are somehow not afraid, but we have concern because it might be uh, an Arab spring in Lebanon or Arab hell, as I describe it. Uh, it happened and took place in Syria, in Iraq, uh, in Tunisia, in Egypt. And we pray that this is not the case, just temporary. Okay. Uh, you know, temporary protest uh, events, something like that. So, yeah, but all and all, we're doing well by his praise, Baba. Hey, praise by God. His... Praise God. Yeah. Well, well, given the circumstance of the country and, of course, given the situation with your family, I just want to say thank you uh, for making time for this today. Um, we are studying and have been studying the Lord's Prayer, as, as you know. And today we're transitioning. We're at the point where Jesus... Um, what we've seen is that Jesus weaves the great commandment into the Lord's prayer. In the first half, he focuses on, on loving God, that as we pray, we should orient ourselves to God. And then the second part of the prayer is orienting ourselves to our neighbors, to those that are around us. And he starts with uh, telling us and instructing us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And this is a prayer, as, as I've communicated and taught, that is very familiar uh, to us. The familiarity, though, is, is not the problem of the prayer. More so, it's a problem of our own heart's posture. But as you think of, give us this day 
our daily bread and, and this particular line in the prayer, uh, where does your heart and mind go as you study the teachings of Jesus as it relates to the daily provision of bread? You know, Baba Wen, um, uh, and thank you for uh, again for this opportunity, Matt, to uh, to share uh, from the gospel, from the word of God, with you, Baba, and with the church family. And again, I'm so sorry that uh, you know uh, I canceled my trip and I'm not able to be, you know, uh, you know, there physically. But by God's grace, sharing with you guys, uh, you know, uh, some uh, ideas, and I hope that the Lord will will encourage you, Baba, and. Uh, I'm so happy about, you know, uh, uh, the teaching at what you're doing and how you're leading the church through this series. And it is really excited. And I'm thinking in the future I might use some of it. <laughs> I read your sermon and uh, uh, it, it, was, it was really a blessing. And uh, so when I uh, read this uh, specific verse that give us today our daily bread from Matthew uh, 6 10, actually uh, three words somehow uh, uh, talks to my heart uh, deeply. Uh, mm. And uh, you previously shared with me a couple ideas about, uh, about uh, you know, some uh, uh, helpful ideas for, you know, the church family and how to, uh, to look at it from uh, the vision uh, of the church of the city. Uh, if I look to the passage, three specific words uh, give us uh, and the, the, the second word is today, and the, the word uh, uh, bread. Hmm. Uh, so uh, today and uh, and bread. And simply when I'm uh, when I'm looking uh, to uh, give up, uh, and as as we share together uh, about about some ideas. And thank you for your help, hmm. uh, uh, This prayer helps us to live life of simplicity, and this is how. Uh, uh, I uh, uh, I saw it because when we see uh, that Jesus is teaching us uh, uh, to stay give us, uh, somehow he is uh, asking us to look at him personally hmm. as, uh, as the only provider, as the source of all our needs. And I imagine uh, for, for a while when I'm reading give us, Imagine uh, our father, uh, Heavenly Father, how he is, uh, uh, how he is fully uh, feeling the joy when he's hearing us asking him to uh, give us and to uh, somehow uh, fulfill our our needs. And I believe, Baba, that uh, in order to live life of simplicity, uh, uh, we need to trust Jesus. In our life because he lived this kind of life hmm. and uh, ultimately he is uh, the ultimate uh, the ultimate example for us uh, so we can read in first peter uh, chapter 3 and verse 21 uh, we can read this passage when he said to this uh, you were called as a church as leaders as a church family because christ suffered for you and leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Hmm. Uh, so uh, Jesus, he is our ultimate example where he uh, lived a life of simplicity. And always he was focusing on, on, on the priorities, on uh, focusing on his call, focusing on the call that God 
sent him to fulfill as a son of God and son of man in this earth. And as a believers where we are following him and trusting him, uh, I believe that uh, we have to follow his example uh, to focus on uh, the priorities in life and not uh, be somehow uh, a challenge or distracted by the, the, the complexity of our life, because life is so complex now. Mm-hmm. Life is so complex, and it's easy for us to, to be distracted here and there and not focusing on uh, the priorities, not focusing on what is important in our life, what is, how we can use uh, our possessions, our belongings, how we can use our time, how we can use the, you know, our gifts and talents. Uh, instead of using them for the God's glory, Sometimes we easily distracted by many things in life and forget about our priority that we are here to use all what we have for His glory Amen. in order to yeah. honor the glory for His name. And in this point specifically, how uh, that prayer uh, help us to live uh, our life, uh, you know, uh, of simplicity, the life of simplicity. I I read the, and I will quote here from a guy. Uh, his name is Darren Lyne. Lane, he said, living a simple life doesn't mean that we have no possessions and don't work. So we can see that uh, believers or the servants of God still had many responsibilities to carry out. Simplicity means not allowing our possessions or responsibilities to control us. Rather, we are in control or let the Holy Spirit through us to control of every aspect of our life. Hmm, that's really and good. Us to be in charge in the spirit in our life, we must have a good relationship with God. And we have to follow and trust uh, his example or Jesus' example. So how to do that? How to trust the Lord? How to trust God? How to follow his path? His example, I like what uh, William uh, Branham uh, said. He said, just trust him. Simplicity of the trust. Just lean on, lean your shoulders against his and adore him with all the adoration that you can pull out and walk with him daily. So simplicity then is getting in touch with the with the divine center with Jesus. Wow. Trust him, mm. walk with him, and follow his example. And if we if we do that and prioritize our our life uh, around this idea, we can live the life of simplicity instead of get scattered here and there and distracted here and there by the complexity of the world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Now, out of, out of simplicity, you said there was another idea that you believe or priority of the prayer that Jesus was getting at. You had two others. What was the second one? So the second one, Matt, and thank you for asking us here to navigate through it. Yeah. So the second one, when I'm looking to give us today, uh, uh, I feel that when uh, when the Lord told us to ask for uh, our needs uh, for today, not for the future, 
that means that means that uh, we are uh, he wants us to to be not worry about the future he wants us to just you know uh, ask him to provide us for today and uh, uh, this idea helps us to pray and to live the life of contentment contentment uh, contentment. I'm not sure spelling it. Okay, I'm spelling it well. Thank you, Bob, for yeah, that. Yeah, contentment. So, you got it. And and in Matthew in Matthew six uh, and verse uh, uh, twenty five, uh, Jesus said, "Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, uh, mm-hmm. what you will eat or drink, or uh, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life is isn't isn't life more? Is not life more than food?" and not the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or rip or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So hmm. when we and follow his example and live a simple life, automatically, automatically that will lead us to live this life of uh, contentment and uh, and to uh, to just ask God and uh, to just ask ask our Father to provide for for today. It doesn't mean that we don't have to uh, to be wise uh, and to prepare for the future. No, we have to be prepared for the future. We have to to think about the future of our kids, of uh, you know our families. But uh, but uh, there is a huge difference. Uh, between being uh, concerned about the future and just, uh, you know, feel that we are satisfied that God will provide uh, for uh, today. Uh, and and Paul actually uh, uh, mentioned sem- something about uh, the simplicity and about the contentment when, when he said uh, in 1 Corinthians 11.3 or 2 Corinthians 11.3, he said, but I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by uh, 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 craftiness, uh, uh, your mind will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. So sometimes we, when, when we are not living a simple life and we are not leaning and satisfying, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, and and put our satisfaction in Jesus. Sometimes we are leaning to shift away and to to live, uh, uh, you know, a certain life where we will use all our uh, abilities or our, you know, uh, uh, the blessings that God blessed us. We will use it here and there, and we will we will we will uh, somehow goes in vain. But when we live the life of contentment. I believe that we will find out that there is a lot of things that we can share with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we have a life of contentment, we discover that uh, God is taking care of us. So with the blessings that he blessed us on daily basis, we can bless others. And mm-hmm. we can somehow give others. And we can somehow uh, uh, reflect his generosity in our life through taking care of others. And uh, for that reason, 
uh, in First Timothy six, uh, six and seven, uh, Paul said to Timothy, he said that, uh, uh, but God, godliness with contentment is a great gain. Hmm. This is what he said to Timothy. Uh, for we brought nothing into this into the world, and we cannot take anything out of this world. For that reason, if we are living in this world in contentment, and we consider all what we have, it's a blessing from him, it's belonging to him, it's from him, mm. and we are stewards, we are justice stewards, we are not own what we have. Our houses, our home, our friends, my marriage, my wife, even though my kids, uh, uh, even though all, all what we have in life, you know, the bank accounts, uh, financial resources, gifts, everything, it all, it all uh, belongs to him because he is the source, he is the provider, and he is the one who owns everything. And I'm not, I'm, I'm just a steward guy who try to somehow live a life of contentment and try to share all what the Lord blessed our life with others. Uh, for the 20, uh, 22 years, uh, Matt, uh, we used to live as, as tent makers, me and Androla. 22 years uh, as a pastor, uh, I used to be uh, a tent maker. I used to work uh, full time, Rula worked full time, and guess what? We used to serve full time, hmm. you know? And sometimes we used to work full time, serve full time, and study full time. And we had this experience in Ottawa uh, while we were studying our uh, master's degree in Ottawa, Rula myself. You know, get back late to home uh, at 10 and 11, work eight hours a day, both of us, and, and serve with the church in Ottawa. And, and uh, we discovered all over the, you know, the, the last 22 years that we used to live in uh, with a 10,000 a month income and with a $500 a month as an income. Mm. Uh, before that God called me to the ministry, uh, we had a business in air conditioning and heating. And I used to, uh, to have this business working in Lebanon, working in Saudi Arabia. We used to live with on daily months with $10,000, $12,000 a month. And when the Lord called, called us to the ministry, Rula and myself, we were, we were afraid from this task. Because the income of, of the ministry was just $500. And imagine that you used to live with $10,000 a month, and then right now you have to live with a $500 a month. But during the years, the Lord blessed us on many levels how to, uh, uh, to train ourselves, how to equip ourselves, how to let the Holy Spirit work in our lives in order to equip us and to train us in order to focus on the priorities and in order to live uh, content in the Lord and, and, and satisfied in the Lord with little as with much. Mm. And, and today, while we are serving with the university here in Lebanon, we know exactly why God trained us to do that. We know exactly why God mm. led us to do that. Uh, we used to, to, to have a lot and we used to have nothing at the same time. And by God's grace, uh, the Lord blessed us to live on many levels in life. And living the life of contentment is the key, is the key, uh, is the key for us as a believers and leaders in order 
to live the life not for ourselves, but for others around us and see how God uh, can use us on many levels to serve the people and the needy uh, uh, around Well, and so what you're talking about there, you've talked about, you know, we live lives of simplicity, uh, trusting then God for for our needs leads to a life of contentment. And then you've started to shift too and say that as we live in light of simplicity and contentment, as we pray, give us this day our daily bread, God reorders our thinking towards a life of simplicity and finding finding all of our needs and satisfaction met in him. But then you've also started to talk about how then that posture shifts to how we can then love and care for others. Uh, so why don't you talk a little bit about that? You know, Baba, the word bread in, in, the, in the passage, it, it's a key word because, uh, because um, somehow um, I don't want to, I, want, I don't want to interpret it in, uh, you know, uh, uh, not, uh, you know, in a certain way that I'm shifting away from the context, but, uh, the, the, you know, it's, it's talking here about our, our daily blood, our needs, you mm-hmm. know, what we need as, as a people, yeah. uh, you know, but again, this word reminded me about, about Jesus, the bread of our life hmm. and reminded me also about our, uh, our, our heavenly father, how he somehow sacrificed uh, the bread of life, Jesus, how he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to put his uh, life uh, on the cross on behalf of us. And, and somehow, and he is uh, the bread of life that when we eat, uh, spiritually speaking, when we eat this bread of life, he saved us by his grace, and we have eternal life through this bread of life. We were hungry. We were away. Uh, we were living in, in sinful life. I'm, I'm a big sinner saved by his grace. Mm. And I find this bread of life. When I find Jesus, the bread of life, uh, Jesus feed me. Uh, uh, and I, 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 I had this great experience with him. So when I look to our Father in heaven and see how He sent His 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 His, uh, His only and begotten Son Jesus, I feel that this is the real generosity. Mm. This is how God He is He is uh, He is a generous God. He didn't send any an angel. He didn't send money. He didn't send you know prophets to save us. He sent He sent the the, the bread of life Jesus. Amen. He, sent, he sent the most precious thing he has. And, and this is the most generous and genuine thing that we can see. Uh, uh, and, and I can't imagine that, uh, that generosity and genuine generosity can find it any other way. I can't find it just in this picture that God sent his only son, the bread of life. For that reason, I believe, I believe deeply that... Uh, that, that through following the example of our heavenly father and decide to, uh, to somehow not give generously. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not with the word give because I believe that he is the owner and he gave us everything. So technically speaking, we are giving generously. <laughs> but again, I believe that we are returning what, what it is his own. We're yeah. returning belongs to him and not giving because I give what I, 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 I own, but, you know, 
I believe that I'm, I'm not the owner. So I'm right. returning in a generous way to others around us. And Matt, if you see the people here where we're serving in Lebanon, and I praise the Lord for the Church of the City, for, for you know, our church family in Guelph, and how they are you know, generously supporting us and praying for us, partnering with us. We praise the Lord, Drula, the kids, myself, the team here in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. We praise the Lord, you guys, how you are generously partnering with us in order to help us to, uh, to serve here in Lebanon, Middle East, and North Africa, especially among the Syrian refugees and NCLC, Clementia uh, uh, Life Center, and among the Syrian refugee kids. And at the same time, uh, to fulfill the needs here uh, with the people. And, um, you know, the last two years, uh, the Lord helped us to see the ministry from different angles, uh, Matt. Uh, as you know, we lived in Canada for more than nine years. Uh, and then we were deployed to Lebanon to serve with Fellowship International here. And praise the Lord, it was a great blessing for us to do that. And when we are leading the vision across the area, uh, the vision to do church planting, to, to do humanitarian ministry here and there. We are somehow working and connecting with, with leaders, with pastors, with how, how to say that. We're, we're, we're leading from 30,000 feet, the, the vision. Mm. But in the meantime, we are working with people that they don't have any. We are visiting, uh, you know, uh, refugees, uh, uh, families that they don't have anything. Some of them, they don't have even the bread food. Some of them, they don't have money to go to the doctor. Some of them, many of their kids, they, they don't have the ability to, to, to send them to the school to get some education. Mm-hmm. And, and while we're leading this vision, and we are at the same time serving among the needed people, we feel with this struggle, you know, because we're leading from up and in the same time we are living among the needy people. And we were struggling a lot, struggling. But God encouraged, encouraged us many times now. And he somehow talked to us through uh, many circumstances and some of our friends, one of them, Pat Newman, my dear friend from the Church mm-hmm. of the City, challenged me to think about it. And God talked to me on, uh, you know, about it. And it's not, it's not a uh, sequences, sequences. It's not by sequences that we bless you as a family with all those resources. We, I bless you with the resources in order to help others and to help others not in 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 a normal way and by His grace to help others, uh, you know, uh, in generous way. Because He is generous in our life, we are just reacting and following His example. Yeah. And please. While we are working among uh, the needy people here, we are so happy that God is blessing us on generous way. We are somehow doing what he called us to do, to help others with a generous uh, heart. And when, when I'm talking about generosity, I'm not just talking, Matt, about finances. I'm talking about finances. I'm talking about our time. I'm talking about the gifts that the Lord blessed us, our gifts, our talents, our skills. So. Uh, and I write something very neat about it, and just to just to just to read it quickly, uh, and it's it's uh, it's uh, 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 somehow wrote by Kelly Hankel. Kelly said that, you know, uh, 
living living generously is using uh, uh, your God-given ability to help those in need. And where your time, money, and talent come together to meet the needs of the others. Something you can practice all year long, not mm. just at Christmas, Christmas time. Mm. And I it's, it's, you know, all what the Lord blessed us with, time, money, talent, all together, all those things, by God's grace, uh, uh, somehow uh, uh, put them between his hands in order to use them uh, in a generous way yeah. to bless the lives of other people around us. Uh, we've learned that giving generously mass is not an accurate expression. We've learned as a family that mm. uh, return his ger- generosity to him and to others. This is the right turn that we act through. And it is really a huge blessing for us, uh, even though we're struggling a lot, because, because God blessed us with, with many things. But at the same time, uh, all those things, we are somehow dedicate them for his glory, and we are saying on daily basis, every morning, God, you know, use all what we have for mm. your own sake. Because we don't want to be worried about tomorrow. You will take care for us today. You're living in the past. You're living right now in uh, the present. And you are in the future. And mm. we believe that you took care for us in the past. You are taking care of us today. And you will take care of us in the future. And you are the bread of life, the ultimate sacrifice that the Father God, our God, sacrificed Jesus Christ on the cross in order. And he gave it all. He gave it all to death and, and after death. And, and give us this example to give it all for his glory in a generous way. The last verse I want to quote from Second Corinthians 9-11. Mm. It's not 9-11 of the faith. It's Second Corinthians 9-11. It's just 9-11. So you will be enriched in every way. And this is how I want to encourage our church family in, in Guelph. Uh, when they are, and they are giving generously to the Lord from their time, their talent, uh, their, their possessions, their, uh, you know, their, their, their finances. And just bless them of mm. all what, and I encouraging them to do that and to keep doing that for God's glory. Paul said, "You will be enriched in every way, so that you can be generous in every occasion, and uh, you uh, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God." So praise the Lord, Baba, for this great prayer where. Help us to live in simple, uh, in simplicity, and live in Jesus with contentment, and by God's grace, live the life of generosity for His own glory. Uh, and uh, amen. Uh, amen. Thank you for the opportunity to share it uh, with you guys. Amen. Well, I think I could probably talk to you. I'm sure many people could listen all day. But may I pray with you as we sign off here? Please, Baba, and uh, uh, Matt, my friend, I want to say thank you, Baba, uh, for uh, your friendship and the way that you are 
working with us and praying for us as a family. And please send my greetings to our beautiful church family in Guelph and say that uh, we will see them soon by God's grace. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate your prayers, guys. Guys, uh, you are a great blessing for us. Please go ahead and pray back to that. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Lord, for Bashar. And thank you for... God, his word to us today of, of praying this prayer, give us this day our daily bread and being reminded of uh, the priorities of living life that is living lives that are simple. Um, God, living lives that are content, found in what you have given us. You are the bread of life. And then uh, being generous as we return the generosity that you have shown to us. I just thank you for Bashara and God, the gift that he is to us the gift that he is to the church. And I pray that you would strengthen and empower him now. I pray for his family, that you would be a a near comfort to them. God, thank you for those that you've called him to serve Uh, in Lebanon. We think of the refugees that he is visiting, the families that he is meeting with. God, I pray that God, as he is finding contentment in you, that 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 would bleed into the lives of others, that they would also find their contentment in you. So thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. We trust you. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Baba. And uh, we so look forward to when we get to see you in the flesh, but are so thankful for this time today. Amen. Thank you, Matt. And uh, looking forward to see you again, dear brother. And uh, thank you for your prayers. Love you, Baba. Love you. Love you too. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.